world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. You pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Seemingly outrageous comments. I was just listening to that in, in the intro that come in there. Are they outrageous? Really? Uh, you know, that I, I've told you all before that intro was done. That got maybe 20, what year is this? 20, long time ago, 20 some years ago, that intro that we play coming in. Seemingly outrageous comments. What is an outrageous comment anymore? What, how, how do we even measure that? Because the truth is, the truth has become outrageous, hasn't it? The truth has become outrageous. And uh, every day when I come down here to do the show, I, you know, I, I have show prep when I come down, but I also pray that the Lord is going to anoint me to say what it is that he would have me to say. And he keeps leading me to edgy stuff. Sometimes I'd like to just to kick back and not make it, make it so edgy. My, my Michelle commented that to me yesterday. Again, she, you know, golly, you're always out there on the edge. Well, I, I tell people, listen. They say, Coach, you're always out there on the way. You're out there on a limb. So, yeah, that's where the fruit is. <laughs> you guys know that, don't you? The fruit I'm isn't learning. in around the trunk of the tree. The fruit's out on the on the limb. You got to climb out. Do you ever pick apples off of an apple tree? Huh? They're dangling out there on the end. Some of them you can reach from the ground. It's easy to get, but most of the times you got to get got to get a ladder. Got to get up there. Got to do something. So if, if I just had to come in here and uh, say non-outrageous comments, if I just had to, <clears throat> listen, I'm no different than anybody else. I don't, uh, I don't want to make people mad. I know that there's sometimes that I bring up things that not everybody in this, uh, everybody watching this agrees with. I'm no, I've, I've told you a thousand times, I'm not a theologian. I pick up the Bible, I read, and I think. I read and I think, and the Holy Spirit guides me into all truth. And I can't for the life of me figure out why so, so many of us are so stuck on something that they taught us 40 years ago that now I know just, I'm sorry, it just is not the truth. But there's, there's comfort in truth, isn't there? There's comfort and security, especially in our own doctrine, our own dogma. There's great comfort in that. And that's why, you know, foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And the truth of the matter is, if we look around, the foundations of our faith is being destroyed everywhere, and we're not we're not concerned about that. People aren't concerned about the foundations of the faith being destroyed. Not at all. We're concerned about trivial stuff, stuff that doesn't even really matter, stuff that has to do with our comfort here on earth, because we're, we're comfort creatures, right? And you know, I've lived, I, excuse me, I got to drink a little bit of coffee before I come down. I don't always do that. Um, anyway, Myra, come on in and pray. Let's let, let, I know Myra wants to pray this morning, so let's get, let's get her off right at the beginning. Good morning, <laughs> and, Saints. Thank you, Coach. Sure, Myra. And, and Myra, I just want to acknowledge again, uh, uh, folks, our group here, whatever you call us, I'm learning to sit farther back. I don't know if you've picked up on that. I'm farther away from my camera, so that if I want to lean, I can. Uh, this 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 gathering is changing lives. I, I, I could I could rattle off fifteen. I could rattle off twenty emails that I get, and it's not that uh, I don't take credit for it. I just happen to be the guy. I'm the straw that stirs the drink. But uh, boy, I'm telling you, Myra's Myra is Exhibit A of a transformed life from being in here, and I'm, I'm proud of you, Myra. So go ahead and go ahead and open us in prayer there. Thank you, Coach. God bless you. Thank you to all of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, good morning, Lord Jesus. Once again, we come to you. We're reading the book of Esther 4.14. Who knoweth whether thou art to the kingdom of such a time as this? 
Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach's Dave Huddle. We mm -hmm. rule with Christ and we don't tolerate evil. I release Jesus' heaven, peace, and love to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, amen. I know this. I've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this because this is my time, right? I wasn't here when George Washington was here. You weren't here when Ben Franklin was here. You weren't here when the apostle Paul walked the earth. So you've been called into the kingdom. And even though that scripture says that she, uh, Esther had specifically been called into the kingdom for such a time as this, means this, uh, Dr. Paul, that we all have a role to play. And whether or not you're going to pick up that mantle and play your role or not, is it's up to you. It's really, really up to you. But you have been brought into this kingdom at this time for, for this time. It's not by, not by happenstance or by chance that, that, we, that we all happen to be here. So we're, I, 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 sense, I sense that there's something. I get my notes up here. I sense that there's really something. Uh, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it now real quickly. It's been uh, uh, Jonathan. Is it Jonathan? Yes. Jonathan, I just sent you uh, an email that says Jason Storms. I want, you to, I want you to play this because this really resonated with me. I think I showed this maybe in the queue in the after show last year. But most of you didn't see this. This is my friend Jason Storms. That, that, um, he's now, I think, I think he's National Director of Operation Save America. Rusty, Rusty Thomas uh, stepped aside. Jason Storms is um, Matt Truella's son-in-law. So Jason, is a, he's, a, he's a deep Christian warrior himself. And he asked a question. The FBI, if you're watching, I wrote a commentary. I'm going to get to that. Uh, uh, CIA, all of you who would ever try to take anything that I'm saying here and try to uh, twist it to mean that I'm, I'm in, <clears throat> I'm folks, I'm not anti-government. I'm pro-godly government. Do you, do you understand the difference? Yeah. Those two things? I'm not anti-government. In fact, we need government. But the question we have to ask ourselves is who's going to be head of the government? We're told in Isaiah chapter, uh, uh, chapter nine, uh, 6, verse 9, nine verse six, chapter 9, verse 6, that unto us the son is given, unto us the child is born, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's, that's the seat of government, friends. The shoulders of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. He's the head, we're the body. Can you pull that up real quick? I'm sorry, uh, Jonathan, I'm just rolling with the spirit here a minute, okay? Uh, that would be, uh, what did I say? It was Isaiah chapter 9. You can just pull up Isaiah chapter 9 and scroll down to, to verse 6, if you could do that real quickly. I'm sorry, folks. It's just spontaneous spur of the moment. I always have trouble spelling Isaiah as well. That's my, that's my son-in-law's name. I always get that I and that A backwards. 9, yes, good. Verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us, verse 5, For every battle of the warriors with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with a burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Shoulder, folks. With the body of Christ, he's the head, right? And this child that's going to be born, born to us is called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government, by the way, expansion of the kingdom, right? The increase of his government. How does his government expand? By the increasing of his kingdom, by the increase of his government and peace, there shall, no be, shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment ooh, and with justice from henceforth forever. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will perform this. So for those of you out there who are being told that, that the church is not supposed to be involved in government, we are the very essence of government. The church is the shoulders upon which all government rests. Does anybody see that? But me? Does anybody think that I'm twisting something, making something that's not out of it? And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Scroll back down there a little bit, just, just a tad, Jonathan. <clears throat> For unto us a child is born and a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, he's the head, we're the shoulders, right? And he shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, and of the increase of his government. Where? Upon his shoulders, upon the body of his, oh my goodness, why can't we see this? 
and the church just yields and turns over. And so we're being forced into really, really uh, perilous times. If you watch anything that's going on in, in Canada, they're stealing. The government, the government is stealing fuel, food. The government is stealing, wait a minute, the police supporting the government are stealing food and fuel. And I said the other day, the problem we've run into is the police now support the government, not the people. The government, the, the police aren't doing the will of the people. A, we're in a really, really dangerous situation, whether we want to admit it or not. We have to watch very, very closely. Pastor Arter, Pastor Arter Pawlowski, still in jail. Had a hearing yesterday. They won't let him out. They won't let him out of jail for doing what? For preaching, for having his church open, preaching the gospel. Friends, can't you see the this? Hey, can't you see it rolling downstream? Can't you see it rolling from Canada? Can't you see it rolling down here? What are we going to do? Well, I understand that right now there's a, there's a brigade of truckers that's going across America that started. It's, they're heading towards Washington, D.C. Dare I say it? Why Washington, D.C.? I don't have any idea. The less, the less attention we pay to Washington, D.C., in my opinion, the better off we will be. That government doesn't represent us. It doesn't represent we the people anymore, friends. Come on, tell me you, tell me you know that, right? It doesn't. The government's supposed to be upon his shoulders, and we've thrown Jesus out. We have we have criminalized Christ. Christ is criminalized in the American government, and the followers of Christ are the next ones. That, uh, Lord help us. So, what do we do? What do we do? And we go and we look at the Declaration of Independence, and it says that, that when any government becomes, uh, in other words, when the government oversteps its bound, it's the right and it's the duty to throw all such government. I'm not against government. I'm for government, but government is under God. And the thing that we're following in Washington, D.C., friends, that ain't under God. Huh? Amen. Do you think they like me telling, do you think they like me saying this stuff? Do you think they do? No, but so, so I got somebody's got to say it. The frustration, that's my phone. Let me turn that sound off here. Um, uh, and, and, uh so, Coach, so Jason Storms, I, I was heading somewhere, I kind of forgot where it was, sorry, made this video. He's, he's the new, he's, he made this video, when do we take up arms? Now, this is not a call to take up arms. This is simply a question. And if we go back and we look over the history of oppressive governments throughout all of history, the only reason America is still standing today, right now, is because we have the Second Amendment. It's the only it's the only time. And are Christians supposed to obey ungodly, tyrannical, how about this, Leviathan, uh, Satanic, Luciferian government? Are we supposed to Are we supposed to obey that? Are we supposed to obey in a government where they where they steal your tax dollars, they steal your wealth, they kill babies with it, they promote all types of uh, injustice, they, they all type of deviancy is promoted with your tax dollars. At what point would you? At what point do we say no to that? At what point do we say? I look at my own schools, my local public schools. They don't even teach kids around here anything I believe in, and they're taking my money, and they're, they're doing, doing it with my money. Now, would Jesus Christ tell us, oh, yeah, keep paying that? You get, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, the Bible says that we have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. Our local schools are unfruitful. Our, our local schools are works of darkness, and they're fruitless. You got, dude, come on, somebody give me a thumbs up. Say, Coach, I'm, I'm following you. So we can go around and we can complain about this stuff all we want to, but the reality of it is it's going on right before us, and we are offering no opposition to it. Because why? We think we're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. At what point? At what point do we rise up and push back and say no? I'm a trucker. The government is opposing truckers in, who simply want freedom and liberty. I wrote, I wrote one note down here. Hang on. I'm a stream of consciousness here. I wrote one note down here today, and I said this in my, in my notes. Why won't they just open things up? Can somebody ask me that, answer that to me? Why won't they just open things up? Huh? Why won't they just say, hey, go ahead. It's dangerous out there. You might want to wear a mask. 
but we're not your we're not your nanny. Uh, we're we're not just hey, we're going to open it up. We've been doing this for two years. You guys know it's dangerous. You might want to wear a mask. You don't wear a mask. It's okay. We're going to open things. Up. Why won't they do that, friends? Why won't they do that? We have to ask ourselves that question. It makes no sense. It makes it makes no sense that seventy thousand people go to the Super Bowl and nobody wears a mask. LeBron James was there. He wasn't wearing a mask. Ben Affleck and, and J-Lo, they were there. They weren't wearing a mask. The governor was there. He wasn't wearing a mask. The mayor was there. He wasn't wearing a mask. Why don't they just open it up? Because, see, there's something demonic. The devil, the demonic side, the Luciferian side, they're all about control. Where the spirit of the, oh, this is from the heart of God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, folks, there's liberty. There's freedom. It's a facade of freedom in America today. It's just a facade. We think we're free because I can drive down the road in my car and I can go visit people and I can go to the bank. We think we have the, we have this illusion of freedom, but we know right now that the F, well, from our show yesterday, that the CIA and the FBI and the NIH, those 17 agencies, they're controlling everything we do. They are. So Jason Storms asked this question. Man, that took 17 minutes to say that. And I, I thought this is pretty profound. Go ahead and play that for me, uh, Jonathan. Certainly our government in Washington, D.C. has been trampling the Constitution and acting unlawfully for, for a long, long time. At what point does that require action? I think that's a very difficult question. And it does have to be something that I think God directs us towards. You know, we, we have to be willing to put up with a, a lot of abuses, you know, as the Declaration of Independence speaks to, a long train of abuses and usurpations. I think that right now we are at a place where folks that think the way we do haven't really done the work locally and are just now really beginning to refocus away from national politics and starting to think about doing the work locally. Politically. So I think there are still a tremendous amount of opportunity for us to redress our grievances through the political process that, that we need to first exhaust before we start thinking about an appropriate time to use force. The times we're living in are not times where you can have hotheads or guys who, who lack discernment and who are just itching for a fight. But I would say if we're not training now, we'll be ill-equipped when that time does come. So I think it's important. That's, again, what the purpose of the Second Amendment was a well-regulated militia that, that, that common citizens would be training on a regular basis together so that should any threat arise, that they were, were prepared to deal with that threat. While also at the same time working through the political process, working to engage the culture, working to change hearts and minds through the culture, and, and trying to win politically at the local level. And I think we really haven't even put significant effort into that. And so I think now a lot of different people got us really I think, moving the hearts of a lot of people that direction to start focusing on the local political situation. And, and so we'll see what that brings. So we're not talking about things to be taken lightly. We're not talking about things to puff our chests out. We're talking about the very real possible reality that we have to take up arms against our own tyrannical government. And are we prepared to do it and win? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, now listen. I know, I know I've been I've, I've been uh, uh, hogging the camera here this morning, but I, I, let me hog the camera a little bit longer. I want you, if you could for me, Jonathan. Um, what am I looking for? Craig yesterday, Craig Mickle and some of his friends went and prayed at the National Institution of Health yesterday in Washington D.C. And uh, Craig, come in and tell us a little bit about what you what you did there. By the by, the way, folks, I'm going to continue to say the same thing. Uh, Washington D.C. is a waste of time, unless you do it prophetically, unless you do it prophetically. But the idea of going to Washington D.C. and somehow getting them to do something—we saw yesterday what's going on—that is not going to happen because this is a spiritual war, and the. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And unfortunately, the only one that can pull down the strongholds is the church. And the church is not engaged. The church doesn't understand that they have a, a spiritual, cultural, biblical obligation to be the body upon which all government rests. The church, the church has dropped the ball on it. They don't, they don't understand it. They don't get it. They don't get it. They are not. They're praying against principalities and powers and evil spirits in high places in regards to their own personal life. 
and against their own finances and, and their health and their family. But they've lost the idea of a kingdom, a, a soon coming king and a soon coming kingdom that's supposed to be expanding every day. And the job of the church is to be doing what? To be pulling down those strongholds, to be occupied. This makes people nervous when we begin to talk about the fact that Christians should be occupying these influential places of power. What was I? Can you bring that back up, Jonathan, so they don't think I'm lying? Isaiah chapter nine, what did it say? And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Folks, what does that mean? If for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, what government? What government? Is there any area of life that Jesus Christ is not supposed to be in charge of? Can somebody tell me where that is? And how do we get to the point where in the American church, we think there's a separation between the government and the church? They told us that in 1947, and we, and we believed it. We believed it. So uh, we have to... We have to get more of a kingdom mentality, understanding that it is this whole thing of poli- folks. The whole thing of politics is kingdom focused. It is the expanse of the kingdom, and we will never. I, I can tell you, um, uh, I can tell you, if a situation that I know of uh, just happened, where uh, a how do I say this in the right way? Somebody came to Christ. Somebody we know came to Christ. Some was great. And then somebody else I know has been kind of mentoring this person that came to Christ. And this person who just came to Christ is so hungry and knows, are you listening to me? Raised in a Christian home, knows nothing about the Bible. Knows nothing about the Bible. Raised in a Christian home. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you, friends? You understand the importance of a Christian culture and a Christian society where everybody understood thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not covet. Do you understand that if we don't teach those values to everybody, the Bible says, how can two walk together lest they agree? How can I walk beside somebody who thinks that a woman has a right to kill a baby? How do you, how, what, what? Let's see, that's because the government's not on his shoulders, is it? Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, the government's on his shoulders for sure. Well, we don't think it is. We're the body. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be bearing all of these burdens and we're not because why? We don't get it. So Craig, come on in and tell us a little bit. And then uh, Craig wanted to pull up Psalm 140. Well, Psalm 140. Are you out there, Craig? Yeah, Coach. Uh, I'm just I'm working, driving forklift, unloading trucks, but I'll take a minute. <laughs> well, can you can you tell so, us just real quick? Tell us real quickly what you did yesterday, Craig. Okay. Um, one is uh, this gentleman, Steve Hemphill. I've sent you some of the information. Actually, you got some of the stakes. And um, Clay from Tennessee, you know, is talking about the spiritual warfare that this that Steve does uh, and put that in the chat about people that want to kind of learn about some of these things. And uh, anyways, he, he came up with these stakes and put scriptures on them. And uh, this is not magic. This is not just, oh, go throw it in there. You know, it, it's and it's not a ritual. It's just going back and saying, Lord, this is your land, okay? You created the heavens and the earth, all right? The National Institute of Health, it's on your property. And the whole thing that's coming in is is exposure. Um, I think sometimes, you know, just for me, from my perspective, uh, we're not necessarily going to tear it down. I think God's going to bring up the people to tear it down. But I think it's our job to expose it. And just kind of like these truckers, you know, um, by exposing it to truckers, you know, the Holy Spirit is moving through the people, so anyway, yes. um, you know, I personally went and I'm, I'm, I'm scooping this out from Maryland Salt Light Brigade, you know, this group, this is an orga- organic, an organic group of growers, right. you know, they grow, they grow organic food, but they That's know that, that this is wrong. So they've been out there protesting since October. Okay. These people have been out there every Wednesday from about 12 to two in the afternoon with a honking wave <laughs> and it's really more fingers we're getting we're getting more honks and fingers now but the, the thing is is we're right outside the national institute of health right where fauci is right and right where the, a lot of these lies are being exposed so i went yesterday just by myself okay i didn't have anybody else from salt Mike brigade and i staked that property 
and I and I anointed it with Psalm 140. So maybe if you could read it, and we can all be in agreement about one Psalm 40. And now that that uh, that Psalm and those words that are on that stake are now impregnated amongst the land of the National Institute of Health. And if we can all come in agreement, we can get the uh, second heaven do some battle <laughs> for well, Joe Silver, can you read that for us, Silver? Can you read that? Do you understand what Craig just said? Look, this is the kind hey, of stuff I'm, that we've I'm, been. I'm going to back out because i got to go back to work. Okay, Craig, saying. thanks. See, this kind of stuff we've been doing, right? And, of course, he's talking about the stakes. So what are the stakes? I staked my property. And, uh, you know, we've had guys gone to the – we've gone to Washington, D.C., put stakes at the four corners of the – of the city of Washington, D.C. We've stayed, we've gone to the, uh, to, uh, the guide stones. We've gone, we've gone to a lot of things. We've gone to Hillary's house. We've gone to Obama's house and we've gone and we're taking authority. Now we have to understand this friends that it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. So Craig and his crew went yesterday and they took authority over the national Institute of health. That's where Fauci resides, right? And they went out there and they just did what it says. The government's upon their shoulders. It's upon our shoulders. So they went and did it. Silver, are you in here with us today? Yes, sir. We sure are. Would you read Psalm 140? And folks, let's just read this as a prayer. And let's be in agreement with Craig that those stakes that were stuck into the ground yesterday outside the National Institution of Health will do what they were sent to do. They will perform. God's word will perform. It will do what it was sent to do. Would you go ahead and read that for us today, Joe? Yes, Coach. Psalm 140. Deliver me, O Lord. From the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. That's, folks, that's the other team. They're continually gathered together for it. The other team. See to the serpent, see to the woman. Go ahead. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Who has, Joe? Who has? The bad guys. The bad guys. Come on, folks. The bad guys have. Go ahead. Adder's poison is under their lips, Selah. Mm. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who hath purposed to overthrow my goings. My goodness. The proud have hid a snare for me and cords. Where else, Joe? Where else do they talk about cords? Well, that'd be Psalm 2, wouldn't it? Huh? So they have the proud, the the evil ones, have hit a snare. They're trying to catch us, folks, in cords. Go ahead, Joe. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. Selah. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, Yes, Lord, don't grant it to him, Lord. Further not his wicked device. <clears throat> Break your they teeth, exalt Lord. themselves, Selah. Yes, sir. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Amen, Lord. Let them be trapped in their own words, Lord. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits. Yes, Lord. That they not rise up again. Do it, Lord. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. Yes. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Thanks for that, Craig. I wonder wonder how many times that's read in American churches. What if every church in America read that every Sunday? Do you think it would have an impact? No, no, I'm I'm going to, I'll be nice. I'll be nice. No, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Listen, I'm going to move on because I pull up my commentary. I think it's important that I read this commentary today. I just wrote, I told you yesterday that I'd written it. I'm sorry if uh, you don't like, anyway, it's my, it's my show. I'm going to read this because I think it's important. And uh, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if it's up there. Uh, I don't think it's up there. I sent it to you, brother. I'm sorry. My, my fault. I didn't tell you that. It is, where is it? News with views. It's right under Kenneth Copeland. It's right under Kenneth Copeland in, in the notes that I sent you. <clears throat> and then here it is. 
News with use. Scroll on down. Bring back the Nuremberg trial. That's not what I named it, okay? That's not what I named it. For some reason, they always change the title. I The name of this article was Hang Em High. Hang Em High, okay? That was the title. You guys know I'm edgy, right? I wanted the FBI to read it. Hang Em High. I just got locked up in Facebook jail for saying that Hillary should hang. I've spent more time in jail than her. Hillary Clinton's a traitor. Now that the evidence clearly shows, that's why that's why we're not permitted to admit. <clears throat> I don't know what happened here. Now that the evidence clearly shows what happened, why are we not permitted to demand the law be followed? Good question, isn't it? But she's not alone. I hope they build an industrial-grade group of gallows in Gitmo. America's become a third-world country when it comes to our government. There cannot be a more corrupt group of politicians in the world than the ones we see serving us in Washington, D.C. Hey, folks, I'm going to stop there. Do you think there's a more corrupt government anywhere in America than the one that we see here? See, because here we think we have the facade of liberty. In some of the communist countries, they're wicked, but they don't, they don't claim to be righteous. They don't, they don't claim to be government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Ours is a deception so deep and so dark that it is the very heart and root of wickedness. Many of them should be jailed. The whole cadre of miscreants have turned America into a banana republic. It's obvious now. Our public servants have been serving themselves. <clears throat> I grew up in an age when we used to laugh at the media in Moscow. Anybody else remember that? (laughs) Y'all remember the Pravda jokes because everyone outside of Russia could see that they were simply promoting the corrupt government message. (laughs) We'd say, those poor Russian people, they're so deceived. Why can't they see that their leadership's lying to them? Those were the types of words we used when we discussed what was going on behind the Iron Curtain. Well, joke's on us. Joe American's the biggest fool that the world's ever seen. We're slowly waking up to the fact that we've been trapped in our own lying curtain. Yep, Hillary and a whole host of others should be jailed. We saw them yesterday, didn't we? Treason is punishable by death, folks. Did you know that? Sadly, we no longer have the stomach for harsh justice. Hillary and her Luciferian cohorts know that, and they're counting on the soft underbelly of Christianity to bail them out. Uh, so I offer them grace. Well, I want justice. Not only that, the Lord wants justice. Bible says that mercy follows justice. And I believe that mercy of Jesus Christ is available to all of us. But justice comes before mercy. Without justice, there can be no mercy. Do you guys get that? Do you guys get that? If there is no justice, there cannot be mercy. You cannot. Oh, my goodness. Treason is defined as whoever owing allegiance to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere, is guilty of treason and shall suffer death. That's the law, friends. That's the law. Or shall be in prison not less than five years and fined under this title, but not less than 10,000 shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. What could be more treasonous than spying on the president of the United States? Folks, do you get this? Do you understand that Hillary Clinton, the FBI, the CIA, and who knows who else were all engaged on spying on the president of the United States? You tell me that's not treason? It's insurrection, coach. Do you have any understanding of the damage that Hillary Clinton has done to our republic? Do you, folks? Do you have any understanding? What if Putin had done what she did? Joe Biden is president because Hillary's fake Russiagate overthrew the Trump administration. That, my friends, is treason. Who else knew about it? Who else took part in the undermining and eventual overthrow of the U.S. government? Who helped her? Who covered for her? Who looked the other way? We had the gang A to put a picture in there, but they didn't have it. We talked about them yesterday. You see, looking the other way is a crime as well. It's called misprison of treason. Whoever owing allegiance to the United States and having knowledge of the commission of any treason against him conceals and does not as soon as may be 
disclose and make known to the president or some judge in the United States or to the governor or to some uh, justice of some particular state is guilty of misprison of treason, shall be fined under this title of prison not more than seven years or both. So who knew? Comey, Clapper, Biden, Obama, McConnell, Pelosi, Ryan, Barr, the list is endless. Cabal of accomplices on both sides of the aisle were complicit or negligence by their silence and cooperation. You see, silence is consent. It's compliance. God, not, God only knows how many others knew what was going on. How many billions, millions of dollars did we spend on that Trump investigation when they all knew it was fake? Our republic stands in a valley decision, a valley so deep that the very survival of this nation dangles over the abyss. Spying on a sitting president. Let that sink in. Richard Nixon was a piker. United States of America is under siege. We're being defeated from within. Even our police departments defend the power of the corrupt government rather than the rights of the people. Look at what's going on in Canada. Cops stealing the truckers' fuel. Cops stealing! Because they're loyal to their dictator, Justin Trudeau, simply for a paycheck. People need to be held accountable. I hear that crap all the time. Lady Justice is supposed to be blind, but she obviously has her foot on the scales. They spied on the president and rigged an election. Our liberty is slipping through our fingers, boys and girls. Do you really think that the corrupt government will hold the corrupt government accountable? Are you that stupid? (laughs) It all ties together. Bring back the Nuremberg trials. Let's do it public. Let's hang them publicly. See, we don't have the guts for it, do we? We don't have the guts for it. Uh, We're too loving and caring. By the way, death penalty was the Lord's idea. Message to the FBI and the Secret Service. I'm not planning any vigilante justice. I make no threats to Hillary and her cohorts. I'm simply asking you to follow your oath and protect us all from our enemies, especially the domestic ones. I believe in the rule of law. I believe in honest, God-ordained government. The act of treason is punishable by death. I simply call for justice. So that brings us back to what Jason Storm said. You better get ready. Because they're not going to give up power. Your government is not going to give up power willingly, folks. Not going to happen. Come on in, Kevin. All right. So, Coach, I want to jump back to your statement, your claim that you said that you're not anti-government. Okay. Um, So let's say that you're duly elected sheriff's department and your sheriff had been infiltrated and hijacked by a criminal cartel and you opposed it and you led opposition against that, would that make you anti-law enforcement? No. Exactly. That's right, but they're paid. See, we got it backwards. They think they're paid for, paid by the government, so they have to defend the government. They've got it backwards. We're the government. We are the body. The government shall be upon his shoulders. We're the government, not them. Roger. Dave, I yeah. think I think it, it's gotten worse in Canada. It's not. It's they're they're closing bank accounts. Right. And I don't know if you read that. They are. They're, they're closing bank accounts, so people who have donated money cannot get to their money. Trudeau. <laughs> whatever the little guy's name is, espoused wonderful thoughts about China. It's about greed and money. It's Lucifer, friends. It's Lucifer. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? We're supposed to be the government. The government is supposed to rest upon our shoulders. Or Jesus was lying. I don't know. Up to you. He said, Coach, I wasn't Jesus. That was Old Testament. All right. Whoever was lying... When he said the government's supposed to be upon your shoulders, you guys are supposed to be in charge of this thing. Dr. Paul. Medical board. Right? All right, Coach. Uh, 
you know, I, uh, you said, be nice. Um, I know some very evil people who like the, the phrase, nice is cheap, but don't be nice, coach. <laughs> it is cheap. It's a double entendre. It means two things. It means it's worthless and it's it's a lie. It's a lie. You can't be nice. The other thing I have to say is silence is not just consent. It's permission. I mean, it's permission, yes. No, no consent for these vaccines, right? You give them permission. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like you say, it's Luciferian. Um, yes, sir. I think part of the problem is is sometimes we have to go deep into the evil part of what's going on now. And you know, I can't in my mind let them get away with what they're doing to our kids. So I, I just want to emphasize that it's a place a lot of play, people here. It's hard to go to, but they're killing our kids and they're enslaving our kids. So, and they're raping our kids, okay? See, folks, we've lo- listen. Yes, Paul, listen, folks. L- yeah, you're listening to me. If you're pastor, oh, I'm going to divide the sheep and the goats here. Do I say it, Lord? Okay, I'll say it. If your pastor's told you that your faith requires no works, you better find yourself another church. You are saved by faith, by grace, through faith. You are saved by grace, by faith through grace. You are saved through faith and grace alone. But grace and faith lead to works. Bible says, show me your faith. Works matter, friends. Works matter. And that six-foot icicle standing in the pulpit tells you when you ask him why he won't fight against abortion, he's going to say, oh, Coach Dave, you're living out a works gospel. A works gospel? What the hell are you talking about? That is my faith. Working out my faith with fear and trembling. Why would it? Why would working out your faith cause you to be fearful because there's opposition against it. Work out your faith. When I go up, Michelle's going to say, what were you yelling about? I'm passionate. We shouldn't be losing this game. Come on, Dale. Coach, three things first. Can this get posted? I want to read this Sunday. I'm I'm frontline and I'm on it. Seriously, I want to read this. If if it's not about that, then why, when you read Isaiah 6 yesterday, does the angel then touch the coal to the lips, and then the question is asked. <laughs> then the Lord says, whom shall I send? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> whom shall I send? Br- brother, let me tell you what. I read this, I read this, and I think we've lost flavors of word. This is an insurrection at the highest right here. It is, brother. Listen, Benedict Arnold was a treasonous. This is an insurrection. This is a coup (laughs) d'etat. Hillary Clinton and that whole cabal have a blood trail of people, the violent act thereof, to overthrow this government, brother. This is something that would happen in Yugoslavia or some down in Bogota, Colombia. This doesn't happen in America, friends. This doesn't happen here. And coach, remember, remember, I told you when I was up in Tennessee, I said, Jason Storm said stuff that I've never heard. And listen, I sat under the great teachings of you never heard spoken at an OSA event. And that video was played there. Well, he said it right for sure. Larry, come on in. Then then Debbie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Y'all all know I'm simple and try to keep things as simple as I can. The Bible says you are saved by grace through faith. Faith is the, the, the door that saves you. Grace doesn't save you. Grace is there because you activated faith. And like Coach says, faith without works is as useless as a squished up frog. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> Come on, church. <laughs> Faith without works. Is that, what, did they erase that out of the Bible? Did they just erase that out? Come on in, Debbie. Well, in addition, I just wanted to add, in addition to them taking all the gasoline and stuff and looking at their bank accounts, they seized all that money from GoFundMe and GoSendGo, yeah. uh, what, Gibson Go or whatever. Gibson, yep. And 
now they're saying that the information was leaked, but they actually hacked it. They are now calling every donor and asking them, why did you donate? You know, the intimidation is escalated down to the person. Yep. And so anything, and then their prime minister's little gopher lady said, you have, you can't give in Canada without having government approval. Yep. You know, so now they're usurped all of these, you know, legalized Legalized thievery. They legalized government figure. Listen, and taxation. I, I, I wish I had given. Call me. Please call me. But I didn't give. So Taxation. Taxation is legalized thievery. Hey, give me a thumbs up that you guys understand that, right? Taxation is legalized thievery. Inflation is legalized thievery. You understand that, right? High interest rates legalized thievery. You understand that, don't you? Right? Huh? The government legalized uh, stealing on their behalf. The government legalized stealing on their behalf. No wonder they don't want Jesus around. Go ahead, Joseph and Reggie. Coach, um, just by watching Jason Storm's segment there, is most of the country just not going to go to D.C. or rise up? Because unless everybody does it, I'm not going to do it. Right. I'm going to sit here in my lazy boy. Yep. So I go back again, come out of her, my people. I'm fighting hard too, brother. I'm fighting hard to come out. Come on in, Reggie. So going back with kind of what Dr. Paul was talking about, you know, we're dealing with demons. You know that, Coach. I don't need to yep. tell you that. And I have – Principalities and powers. Yeah, and so they're they're everywhere. And I, ha- I, I think I shocked quite a few people. I kind of got – pissed off because there were people in one of our group chats and in queue and they were talking about let's pray this weekend. And I try, I got mad. I got mad and I sent them a picture. That's a very real picture of a child being cannibalized. And I, it wasn't for shock value, but it was like, this is what we're dealing with people. This is what you have to wrap your head around. So I've been re- trying to recruit people to help us because we need firing teams. We need people to help take down these strongholds. People don't know this, what we do in the background. They won't do it. They're afraid. They're afraid. And it's disgusting to me. It makes me sick to my stomach. But wait till they come take your kids. Wait till they come get your kids because they're coming for them. Through a divorce. They'll get a divorce. They'll come and get your kid. I, I, I get, Reggie, listen, I think it's, a, I think it's, uh, I think a lot of it's cowardice, but I think a lot of it is ignorance. They've been taught they're not to get involved. They've been taught that they're not. The government is, we obey the government. I think it's a combination of the two. One last thing, and I'm sorry. I want people to call me because we need to be in these courtrooms with these mothers who are trying to save their kids. We need to be in the courtrooms with Dr. Paul. We need to be in the courtrooms and praying while those are going on. Amen. Jeff Klein and Randy. Coach, just to compare to the cannibalism to coming after our kids. You know how we've been doing the school board meetings, and, you know, we got, did get one book, one, only one, out of hundreds of books. They did take one book out of the school, superintendent did. The adults don't even have any shame, Jeff. The adults yeah. don't even have any shame anymore. Go ahead. Well, and here's proof of your works getting something done. Now, this is proof. Remember when you ran against Zach Space way yep. back? Remember the house <laughs> we went to at Gambier outside that lady's house when Zach Space was in there and we had the signs? Yep. Guess who showed up at the school board meeting with her mask on, demanding that book about that Indian be put back in there. Got them fired up. Now they're coming to the school board meeting. Do you know what I mean? They've been fighting in darkness. See? They've been the man behind the curtain pulling on the gate, all the strings, and we've been just sitting let, letting them do it and then living on, under their tyranny. And uh, those days got those days got to change. Randy, come in. Coach, Jesus said we're two or three are gathered together. There am I in the midst of them. You know, okay, are we stronger, Coach? Do we need do we need a thousand to win or can we win no. with two or three? Can we win with a thousand two or three groups together, or do we need two or three groups of a thousand? I mean, we have to determine that. That's where we win our fight before we start. If you're not willing to be crucified, you'll never see a resurrection. Amen. Oh boy. Randy, you know what the you know what the greatest the greatest lie that well I, there's a lot of great lies they've told us. Hey friends, are you looking at me? 
Are you looking at me? It ain't about this life. <laughs> it ain't about this life. I was, I was up. I was up early this morning. I slept like a rock last night. Praise the Lord. Thank God for those out there have been praying for me. But I was up early. I was up at four. Went to bed early, up early. And I'm just sitting there and I was thinking back over the 69 plus years of my life, reminiscing about some things that how I ended up where I'm here and what, what I'm doing now. And you know something? I, uh, George Washington's dead. Ben Franklin's dead. Abraham Lincoln's dead. John F. Kennedy's dead. They lived a very, very short period of time, friends. And they all met the same fate. They all ran face to face to death. In that short time here, I wonder if Abraham Lincoln wishes he could have come back and had been more of a rabble rouser. I wonder if Robert E. Lee could come back and could have done more. I wonder, right? I wonder. And we are clinging. We are so fearful clinging to this life when those of us who are Christians have been told to lay down our lives. Our only purpose here now is to serve the Lord. And we make, we don't, we get, we have a disconnect. We have a disconnect. We pray that the Lord serves us and blesses us. And like Reggie said, the Lord's sitting up there and saying, won't somebody go save those babies for me? Isn't there anybody down there that will do anything for me? Here am I. Send me, Lord. Doesn't even enter our minds. Doesn't even enter our minds. You know why pastors don't want to get involved with politics? Because why? That's working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. They're going to hate you. Hey, pastor, it might empty your church. Oh, my goodness. Somebody rescue me here. First time in history, Coach Dave Live, no hands up. James, come on in. Uh, I want to say I'm encouraged <laughs> um, by this the spirit that the Lord has given you, Dave, Reggie. Um, crying out, the Lord answers all who cry out, but we do need to take action. Mm-hmm. And we do need to let them know that we're not we're not backing down. Do my, bless you, James. Do my grandkids need 10 more years with Grampy? Or do they need Grampy to do something that's going to impact them for good 10 years from now? Better ask yourself that question. Because that time is running through that hourglass, boys and girls, faster than we can even understand. Dr. Paul, come on in. So I officially got the website up for the PMA. Good. Listen, folks, listen here. At uh, GabrielHealthMinistry.com. It's one word, Gabriel, Gabriel, no S. Um, it's just the front page. Um, it's pretty simple. I don't want to scare anybody. It's going link to be linked up with the whole child trafficking thing also. Um, unfortunately, when I went down the COVID uh, uh, rabbit hole, that's where it left, led me, as you know. Um, because in all this, I want you all to realize that when I get in front of the board, they're going to have to discuss how they're letting a sexual predator physician, proven sexual predator physician, um, practice. And that's going to bring it down. I think it's going to bring it down because people are going to realize that doctors, physicians, the whole medical system isn't there to protect you, my friends. And, um, you know, I mean, that's just one of the many paradigms is breaking right down. Just one, medical freedom. But it's all about liberty, our entire freedom. So, so folks, folks, capture Dr. Paul's website there, Gabriel Health Ministry. And uh, folks, he'll, he'll, he'll treat you the best he can from afar. That's what you want to do, right, Doc? Now, well, I want, I want to do what I can for people. I don't want – it's not about the donations. It's about getting this word out because – I guess yes, but but you will help people. You will help people. I'll help them as best I can if I have to drive down to Ohio. (laughs) You know, I mean that's part of what God's put me in a direction. But I think Reggie has a a real. It's it's important for us to understand. And I say this again: you cannot know God without knowing evil. You just can't do it. (laughs) That's what I've learned, and it's it's a horrible story. Yep. That's that's the tragedy that we live. Jesus 
is the biggest tragic story and, and the most joyful. Amen. Amen. He was for the death penalty too, by the way. Hey, real quick, hang on before I get you in, get you guys in here. Uh, pull up real quick. That says Ben Davis. Second thing down there, uh, Jonathan, Ben Davis. I don't know if you, just a kind of a heads up. You guys know uh, Captain Ben Davis that y'all donated. For. Look at this. Courts just ruled. Air Force can't compel Christian officer to get COVID shot. Judge rules. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Folks, if we had a, if we had a righteous legal system, you, you mean to tell me, oh, my goodness. Anyway, oh, well, I don't dive, dive into it. We're winning. Dale, come in then, Myra. Brother, you should end the show today after what you just said, the song that Ben Davis sang, No, I Won't Back down <laughs> that's right that's right i hope they fire him they did they, they did fire him right huh they did fire him because wh- why friends we've allowed again i hate to be redundant the luciferians are in charge of government are we going to get righteous judgments out of out of the courts you're smarter than that right do you think come on you think they put on the supreme court coney barrett because she was such a righteous woman. You, is that what? Ah, ah, tell me, ah, come on. <laughs> Kavanaugh, oh, they're just so righteous. And boy, we want righteous. Oh, come on, man. As Biden would say, come on, man. Come on in, Myra. I'm feeling yes. it today. Um, thank you, Reggie. Uh, Dr. Gosling, you have a servant's heart. James Pollock, I love you, brother. I love you all. And just a reminder, Hillary Clinton was decapitated in one of the shows with uh, Coach Tate. He had a statue of uh, Hillary and she lost a head. So <laughs> this show is prophetic. It already happened. I believe, I yes, believe remember? She lost her head. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Myra's going to get me arrested by the FBI. Go ahead, Craig. Well, I, I think our battle verse needs to be um, says, for there's nothing concealed that will not be disclosed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. Mm-hmm. I believe we are living in the book of Revelation. Uh, I believe it's a book of revealing. So this evil will be revealed for what it is, what it has done. And I tell you, you know, I mean, I have a second to just say yesterday when I was just sitting there in my car praying over that, I thought of all the people that have been impacted throughout the whole world from the things that are coming from the World Health Organization and the National Institute of Health. I thought all those people who died by themselves, sucking air, just trying to get by. And it just, I just, I said, Lord, just please, I I, I pled for them, for him to reveal it. So if we could just keep that in prayer, you know, they need to be held accountable for what they did. They need to be held accountable for what they did, huh? Are we after the rapture or are we after reconstruction? Got got to answer that question. Clay, quickly, then Randy. Yeah, you was talking about hanging earlier, Coach. The government's come up with a better way. You see, you just uh, strap them down to a bed and give them some remdesivir and then strap a ventilator on them until they die. That's what they do. That's a lot more humane than hanging, Coach. Yep, yep. And we're all complicit in letting it happen. Amen. Randy. Coach, everything we've done up to that I've since I've been with you for about almost three and a half years has been prophetic. Coach, everything we're going to keep doing is prophetic. Everything Craig's doing up there in DC, it's prophetic. God, what God we're doing, Coach, we are speaking what God is wanting to do, and He needs boots on the ground to speak it. He's people that will get off the couch and work. Just Larry says this all the time. You you don't have any faith if you're not doing anything. You're just fooling yourself. Coach, we just got to walk out. We just got to walk out and obey what this word tells us to do. It's pretty simple, I think, Randy. We are people of faith, Coach. We are. We're, We're going to do it. Let me get Emma in here real quick. Come on, Emma. Wrap us up. Tom, Emma. It's, Tom or Emma. It's me today. Um, we, I, a picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, people need to see that these people swing. That's why I'm for That's right. It's got to be publicly. It's got to be public. Yes, it does. But the problem we have, right, is we're asking, as I said in that commentary, we're asking uh, ungodly government to 
<laughs> prosecute ungodly government. <laughs> it isn't going to work. Hey, listen, I'm so encouraged today. There are things happening that we can't even see going on behind the scenes. Don't ever forget this. God is ambidextrous. We're watching that right hand, and he's down there spinning dials and stuff that we can't even understand. We're about to win. God bless. See you tomorrow.